Greetings and welcome to Blunt Reflections with your host, Queen B. Divine. And as her Jamaican grandfather would say, come sit on, let me tell you a story. <laughs> the song you are hearing in the background, produced by Robert Cordelon III, vocals by Queen B. Divine. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Blunt Reflections. So, being black in Canada, I call this a part two. I mean, there is no part two. It's just living as a black person. But since I blab along a lot, I never know what I'm going to say. So I intentionally um, anticipated a part two. Being whoever you are in this world deserves <laughs> a story. Doesn't matter if your life is exciting or not, or you had some great milestones. It's important that you share your story. Greetings, and welcome to Blunt Reflections. I am Queen B. Divine, sharing the stories and lessons on this journey of mine. The stories may not be mainstream, but they are certainly in the stream. Take what you want and leave the rest behind. Because this is Blunt Reflection. And listen if you got the time. And me being a black person in Canada, I have a story. It's, um, it's my story. And I'm going to share it with you. I am married to a white man, and that makes being black in Canada interesting. It adds a robust side to who I am. But I'm going to get to that later. You know what I mean? I remember being a kid, and I can tell you honestly that when I was a kid, I don't remember February being a Black History Month. I don't remember actually doing anything for black history. It's only when I became older where I realized, do I gotta do something? I'm black. <laughs> I gotta do something. What am I gonna do? Um, I don't remember black history when I was a kid. I remember we had one black teacher, Miss Bagaloo, at Corvette Public School. She wasn't like dark, dark black. She was like Indian black. But we never thought any different. And that's one thing I, I find interesting about the black community. The shades of who we are different. I mean, just like in the white community or the Asian community or the um, Middle Eastern community, um, there are sections or degrees of who you are. And being black, I know the lighter you are, lighter skinned, the more accepted or the more um, um, mainstream you are. You know, it's only recently where we've seen a lot of children who come from biracial mixed family on TV. God, they're beautiful. My mom used to say that. There's nothing more beautiful than a child who comes from a mixed race parenting. She just said that's that's it. I remember when I was a kid, I asked her, I had a I had a best friend, and I remember what we used to say. We used to say, I wish the world would just be mi filled with mixed children because then there wouldn't be no racism and we wouldn't have to deal with just being black. Because it was hard being black when I was little. I wasn't considered pretty. Um, I wasn't considered anything. I was just too damn black. And that came from other black kids, other light-skinned kids. Um, I, I, I think I encountered one or two white people who were um, 
racist and actually use the n-word but for most part um being black didn't matter to me it just mattered to everybody else and the assumption is that all black people have come from slavery slavery was a small small part of black history tiny i mean tiny part of black history it wasn't all of black history some black people have never been enslaved their genetic line have never been enslaved and i have been one of those people um black history is like a hand there are many five fingers that represent what black people were you know their origins africa those have who were taken to england those who were taken to america those who lived the free life from beginning to end and those who became free um black history is vast um it's vast and it doesn't just include slavery we were kings and queens on the continent of africa we ran um our own societies we had our own currency we had our own um levels of democracy we were thriving something went wrong obviously and slavery happened and because of slavery i believe the continent of africa and its people became um this um what's that word um disambiguity ambiguity, ambiguity. <laughs> i don't know the word <laughs> i'm not gonna re-record this <laughs> we'll just say separated <laughs> um they were separated and i think a lot of wars happened because you know it's like a hand if you take one um chunk of africa or disturb it everything's gonna go off just like the body um but slavery is not all of black history it's just some of black history um living in canada is interesting as i said as a black person married to a white man um a lot of people always ask me the same question doesn't matter um and it, i think it, it it depends on the the um the age group but i'll always get the same question where are you from and i all I, I shake my head sometimes i'm like are you not listening to how i'm speaking i'm I clearly speak English. Like, I'm not saying that just because I do, but the assumption that I come from somewhere else should be small. <laughs> and I say I'm born in Canada, and then they go, oh, no, no, no. Where are you really from? And I'm like, okay, fine, I see. My roots are Jamaican. Being um, born in Canada and married to a white man, a lot of black people when I was younger would assume that I was trying to jump ship, trying to get a better, better economic base. Ah, fuck, I just can't see that. I just was not that person. I don't think any black, I mean, yes, some women, I guess, they marry on economic base, but most of us just, just love who we love. And being a black woman and growing up in an all black, mostly uh, black childhood, um, perhaps I wanted to just see something different. Um, a lot of people call me Uncle Tom when I was a little girl. You know, dating. I've dated white men since I was, um, my first boyfriend was in grade... Holy cow, I can't remember. I think grade five. <laughs> and he was white. Um, um, and he was a, uh, he was a typical white boy. Um, kind-hearted, I'm assuming, because he never thought much about me being black. But he did get flack for it. And when we went to um, high school together at Stanford Collegiate in Niagara Falls, Canada, we got flag. You know, he got beat up for being um, um, an end lover. <laughs> it scared him. 
I scared him a little bit. And the universe made a way for us to separate, and that was cool. I remember his family had said to me, when the mother thought that we were going to be serious and possibly even get married, she just said, and I remember that day, we sat in the living room together, and she said, I never thought you and my son would get so serious, and I'm not thinking I want black lineage in me like black blood it was she said it kind i don't know if that's such a thing but she said it kindly and i realized then that sometimes when people date out of their race they're dating for fun and or for for experience or who knows and at that point i felt that can't say it was but i just felt that traveling across canada really opened my eyes i don't know if i said this prior but I thought there were black people all across Canada. <laughs> no, <laughs> Canada is not a black, say, country, so to speak. It's multiracial country, and there are plenty of different cultures you can find, more others than some. Um, I do hear a lot of people sometimes, I mean, a little bit younger now. I mean, we're, we're, we're open-minded a little bit more, but I remember that, go back to Africa. And I remember thinking to myself, what? What do you mean go back to Africa? I was born in Scarborough, Ontario. Why would I be going back to Africa? I guess my origins thousands of years ago before white man took us, I was in Africa. Yes! But, you know, I laughed because I'm like, I'm probably more Canadian than most white people. You know, and I always say, why don't you go back to England? You came here. <laughs> married to a white man has allowed me certain privileges. I get to see how people treat, would treat me. And sometimes me and my husband will go in the store and he'll go separately. And like, you know, and I'll go in behind and they won't know that we're together. And they'll treat him very differently than they'll treat me. Instantly, I look like I'm stealing. And I don't know why that is. That's just the way to I, I'm not arguing with that. And when I go beside him and I stand, they instantly think I'm harassing him. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, that's my wife. And it's quite funny. My husband likes to keep that part of our relationship secret if um, that I am black. Because he says he learns a lot on the job site. He's, in, he's a tradesman. And he listens to people talk. And he gets to figure out who is and who isn't. Because people assume that all white men are, you know, listen to hard rock and <laughs> a certain... <laughs> familiarities around them but there are some white men who are like yeah you know i like different I'm just different i'm not the average guy and my husband is one of them and he says he learns a lot by just putting an ear in a conversation opposed to his voice um, i always think it's very courageous for anybody to marry out of their culture because now you have to learn something new you have to open your mind and i think that's how the universe plans to bridge the gap on racism i ain't walking for racism <laughs> i ain't fighting for racism i ain't fighting for none of that ism stuff but what i am gonna do is live the solution and i'm pretty open-minded about everything um i get it because not only does living in being black and living in Canada me means that I have to be always on and be a teacher, but I also have to watch my mental health. And being in Canada, you need to watch your mental health because there's a lot of ignorance, not specifically in Canada, but a lot of people assume things about you. 
You know, when I was dating, I remember people just assumed that black women were some type of in bed. And I'm like, who's telling people this? Who's telling white men? <laughs> oh my God. Um, it's just, there's just a lot of ignorance. I don't think it's racism anymore. I think it's just a lot of ignorance. And ignorance is combated by sharing your story, which is opposite to what the message of the world is right now. Everybody is trying to keep to themselves and go, oh, don't touch me, find your group, label, label. <laughs> when really the only way that's going to we're going to combat, combat any ism is just connecting and telling your story. And this is mine. Um, being black in Canada is very interesting. It's, it's still about teaching. It's, it's still about sharing. It's still about letting people know that my skin color has nothing to do with my level of education. If I'm beautiful, it shouldn't. I can't hide the fact that I'm black. A lot of people, you know, that's just one thing you can't do and it's sometimes it pisses me off. You just can't hide the fact that you're black. Although, if I'm on the phone with someone and I'm speaking clearly with an English accent, without any accent at all, they are surprised when they meet me in person. And that's the only way I can hide my blackness. Not that I ever try to, but I've had some fun with my accent, just speaking clear English. <laughs> I, being black as Canada is just a conversation. It's not a huge problem. It's just a conversation. Being Native, Amer uh, Native Canadian is just a conversation. Being white in Canada is just a conversation. We are blessed to be in a generation now. It's just a conversation. It's not about battling lines and pulling out guns and burning crosses and trying to tell people to go back where you don't know where they came from. Um, and this is my story, like I said. Being black in Canada is a safe experience for the most part, and um, for me, from my perspective. I don't know what it's like to be black anywhere else in the world. I know when I travel, there are certain things people assume. <laughs> I'll tell you this one story. When we traveled to Belize, my husband and I, he came across a white man who noticed that we were married, and he looked at my husband, no word of a lie. He says, so that's your wife, eh? And my husband says, yeah, that's my wife. And he goes, wow, God must have blessed you with a dick. Because you know what they say about black women. Well, my husband looked at this preacher and said, yeah, God bless me, all right. And then the preacher looked at him and said, so, what is it you want to talk about? At that time, he wasn't my husband, but he was really close and we wanted to get married down there. So we were looking for a place to get married. My husband ended the conversation by saying, no, thank you very much, and walked down, and then told me the story. <laughs> so, like I said, being black is just about sharing your story. Being about anything is about sharing your story. And just for a note for the rest of the world, African-American, colored, Negro, you know, there's so many names. My suggestion to any white person is don't follow what society says. Because every year they'll change the name for something. Notice that you're always white. White people are always white, right? Everybody else changes, but you're always white. So I'm going to say, just be safe. Who gives a crap what they say on the news? Just look at me, and when you see me, see me as a black woman, an empowered woman. A woman who wants to share her story. Not slavery, not anything else that makes black people look less than everybody else. 
If you want to learn, just ask me. So, I hope you enjoyed it. And um, one love on the blessings of this life. And enjoy it. Thank you for listening to Blunt Reflections Podcast. Hosted by Queen Be Divine. Music from The Journey, produced by Robert Cordoloni III. You can find him in the link below. Remember, spend time with those who make you feel awesome and inspire you to be the best version of yourself. And like Queen Bee Divine's Jamaican grandfather would say, No make no man or woman stop you from dreaming. Dreaming are your birthright. Why? Dreaming are your wings. And wings make you fly. So go fly. <laughs> Visit BecomeMagneticToday.com for all your motivational tips and inspirations. Because the journey is about you and me, and it's all about the journey. You can now listen to Blunt Reflections Podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, Overcast, Radio Public, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Buzzsprout. So, the next time you're feeling for a story and you need maybe to learn something new, check out Blunt Reflections Podcast or... Right.